you've gotten these messages in your DMs. You know the ones. So how are you going to scale that? Or, oh, I remember when I was doing one-to-one coaching. This question or statement usually leads to being told that you have to adopt this evergreen group coaching model if you want to see continued profits in your business. But I'll tell you something. When your business is part of your higher calling, this model leaves much to be desired. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hey, welcome back for another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie, founder of Defy the Status Quo, where we work on the branding and marketing for people whose businesses are part of their higher calling. And today, what we're going to talk about is what exactly you're sacrificing when you scale the popular way that's being hawked by, it seems like, every business coach with a social media platform. So if you've listened to some of the last few episodes that I've done on cult coaching, this particular model of quote-unquote scaling is often what they teach. If you are a consultant or a coach or a done-for-you service provider, they kind of push this framework on you without regard for your brand and the values and the ethics and the things that you stand for. And largely, I would say this is a huge part of the hustle culture. Hustle culture, we've seen it all over the place. You know, you're burning the candle at both ends. You you working 80-hour weeks and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that, you know, everybody needs to work as few hours as possible. I'm not saying that you're, you know, not going to have projects that require you to work a shit ton of hours, you know, a one week or two weeks or even a month. But that's not your goal. That's not your plan. And, you know, you're not necessarily like, oh, yeah, I'm so much better than everybody else because I'm working this many hours and all that other stuff. Honestly, hustle culture has done something horrible to the coaching and consultant space. And I really think that that's the problem that we're seeing when we think of scaling, you know, because this hustle culture, as it's infused its way, worked its way into our space, our industry of of coaching, consulting, is this like more, more, more attitude, right? But more for who? More for who? Because it doesn't seem like it's more for the client. It doesn't seem like it's more for the client because most of these businesses have high client churn. They rely on new leads like like, I don't know, like a drug addict looking for another hit like they need new leads. Why? Because so many of their clients leave unhappy. And uh, yeah, I would say I think it was in the first cult coaching with the bite methodology or the bite method 
I would say take take a listen to that. But, you know, a lot of these programs, especially the ones where they're making like millions of dollars every year, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, whatever, they have high client churn, you know, 15 to 20 percent maybe of their clients can be described as satisfied, as happy. And that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. I'm not saying that everybody needs to enroll in all of your programs all of the time. But when the vast majority of people are leaving, feeling dissatisfied, feeling like a failure, feeling like it's their fault, then that's a problem. You know, and another thing, you know, it's really hard to keep all of your content and all of your stuff up to date when you're so busy with quote unquote scaling. And that's because there's a serious focus on speed of growth and not quality of growth. So with this method, it's implemented regardless of of where you're at in in your own business development phase. It's implemented without regard for what's actually best for your clients and the people that you're working with. It could be with your particular niche that one-on-one for the most part is the way that you need to go. And for that, you need to explore different pricing structures and different approaches so that way you can remain profitable as a business and that's so that you can continue to scale. But the big problem is, is that this evergreen approach is, you know, largely put out there as the only way to scale. And it certainly is a way to scale quickly. But again, it's a more, more, more attitude, but for who? It's It really ends up being more, 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 more money just for the coach. And, and we're sacrificing quite a bit. And if you are somebody who operates in that way, that y- your business is a part of a higher calling for you, it's it, it's helping you fulfill, fulfill like a deep, soul mission, something that you feel is attached to your purpose, then this isn't going to (laughs) work. It's not going to work for you because you like to go deep with your clients, right? Whether you're consulting, whether you're coaching, whether it's uh, spiritual coaching, whether it's business coaching, life coaching, parenting, whatever it is, you like to go deep with them. How can you go deep when you're too busy trying to shove as many people as possible through your video course slash Facebook group. So when you are driven the way that we are, right? That's why I describe describe it as soul driven. You don't want to stay shallow with your clients. You want to go deep with your clients. You want to build long-term relationships with your clients. And so when that's the way you want to operate, this type of framework, and I'll describe it here in a second just to catch everybody up, but this type of framework requires, it, it relies on the fact that you're going to have high client churn, which means you're going to have a bunch of people who aren't sticking around, which means you have a lower CLTV, customer lifetime value, or C, what is it? CLV. <laughs> One of my business friends is like, no, it's CLV. So CLTV is what I always say. But anyway, so yeah, so the framework, the framework for this is, so there's typically some type of membership area where people sign up and they have access to video lessons. These are this essentially a course, right? So people get access to a course and it may be more of a content library where they're directed to do one of two things. One, it is like a course and they need to go through each one in order based, you know, and kind of work on each piece. Or it's, hey, so you have these types of problems in your businesses, go watch our business. Please go watch these specific videos or something. So that's like kind of two ways to run it. One of the other features is that they tend to have large group lectures. They call them coaching calls. But when you have, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 more people showing up to a call, that's not a group coaching call. That is a group lecture. And, you know, people are lucky if they're able to get in any input. And this is a big problem because you have people with different types of personalities. And so, you know, let's say you've got somebody like me in this like 30 person call. 
right? 40 person call. I'm going to say what I came here to say. Right. But that's my personality. I'm a high D, high I, extroverted. Like, I am going to say what I came here to say. Like, you're not stopping me. But what happens, though, especially when you have a group that large, is that there are a lot of people like me in that type of group. There are lots of people like me in that type of group, which means you're more introverted people. You're people who are more likely to let people like me go ahead of them. They will let everyone go ahead of them, maybe because they're nervous and maybe because they are feeling very vulnerable. And let's be honest, I mean, us extroverted folks, we can feel very vulnerable as well. And so we'll be like, oh, no, I'll wait and talk to this person because it's not something we actually want to share in front of everybody. (laughs) So, yeah. So these large group lectures are a serious feature of this type of framework. And so this framework tends to come with like a Facebook group or something like that. And then it's evergreen, which means people are showing up at different times and stages all of the time, which means we're not actually able to kind of focus on, hey, this week we focused on because this week we did not focus on anything. Maybe this week I focused on something, but I'm not able to commiserate with people who are necessary, at least not easily commiserate with people who are actually at the same stage in the program as I am. So that's kind of the common framework for group coaching. Instead of group calls, they might only have live streams or or something, you know, and it's really hard to get like real time help. Like if you're having an issue right now, it can be very difficult to get help. But anyway, again, listen to those cult coaching episodes that we did just just a few weeks ago here. A lot of people messaged me letting me know that I validated their experience with those episodes. So if you haven't caught them yet, I, I highly recommend them. So let's talk about it, though. What are you sacrificing? What are you sacrificing when you try and scale your business this way? Well, you're sacrificing a lot of things, but, you know, I try to keep these episodes 20 minutes or less. We don't have time to talk about all of them. But the big one here, the big one is the client experience. You knew this was coming. You knew this was coming. The client experience. The client experience gets trampled into the ground it becomes really easy for the client to hide when they start to feel their doubts, when they, you know, things aren't going the way that they wanted them to. It's really hard for them to, you know, get vulnerable because the setting is not intimate because, again, it's like gigantic. There's so many people there. It can be really hard to get vulnerable. And as a result, instead, what what people will do is hide, you know, and I did that. I did that in a program I spent nearly $20,000 on. As I was thinking about quitting, I was like, I'm obviously not cut out for this. Like I invested in high end coaching. And, you know, I went months. It was a six month program at that point. I went months. I wasn't showing up. I was still talking to my accountability partner, but it, it was a struggle. Like I wasn't showing up and and they never checked on me, probably because they were so busy with everyone else. And I paid that much money because I expected some fucking (laughs) handholding. But I think that's the thing, though, is that when when you are the way that we are driven again, like with a very serious purpose and, and action, if you notice, you will notice it's not if when you notice one of your clients is not showing up the way that they used to show up, you're reaching out. They are not hiding from you. They are not hiding from you. And since the cult coaching programs that I went through, the cookie cutter coaching programs that I went through, I have actually been in another coach. Like I'm working with new coaches. And during our call where it was kind of like trying to decide if, if I would be a good fit for what it was that they were doing and if they would be a good fit for where I was, I told them, I was like, look, when I will withdraw like a clam. I will withdraw like 
the end, if I'm feel like if I'm feeling disconnected, I I won't pretend, and y'all just won't see me. And and part of what made me sign up is, oh no, you you won't be able to hide. And I'm like, good, I don't want to be able to hide. Like, but I'm telling you, this is what happens. This is what happens to me, and this is what happened in the last program, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. So the client experience is one of the biggest things that you sacrifice when you scale this way without regard for whether or not it's even a good fit for your business, for your business. And by your business, I mean your purpose. Is this structure, is this framework a good fit for the change that you are trying to put out into the world? Is it? I don't know. Is it just going to get more money, more leads and stuff? Maybe. But let's move on. When you are set up this way, right, when you're scaling this way, the bar for entry into your program is hella low. And you're like, no, we do sales calls all the time. Like, it's not it's not low bar to entry. Then why are you still having people show up in your program who, who definitely should not be there? Why? If the bar to entry wasn't so low, if you were able to properly qualify leads, then this would not happen. This would not happen. Or it would happen very rarely. And everybody would take note of it happening and it would never happen again in this particular way, you know, with these particular characteristics for this person who joined the program. But when you have people join your program over and over and over who in the end, you know, everybody realizes it's just not a good fit. That means the bar to entry into your program, the the filtering process that you have to make sure that it is a good fit is non-existent. And when everybody can get in, I do not want to hear, but they got this out of it or they got that out of it. I don't want to hear that. Because they didn't get what you said they were going to get out of it. And that is partly because you did not filter properly. Anyway, now I'm not saying that life things don't pop up. Sometimes life things do pop up. People get sick or a family member gets sick or there's some other type of negative thing that happens and it can impact somebody's performance through a program. I'm not saying that clients don't ever pay for things and then don't actually implement what you said. It's true. But By the time the program is over, by the time it's time to decide what that person is going to do next, it is very obvious to everyone. That person will openly be able to admit, you know what, like, I know you kept in touch with me, you stayed in contact with me, and you reached out and this and this and this, but I just wasn't able to do it because of X, Y, Z. And that'll be what it is. And it'll be obvious to everyone. It's not going to be, well, I implemented what you said, and I was doing this, and I was doing that, but it just didn't work. When that happens. When that happens, that's a sign that the bar to entry into your program is too low and you missed something. There is something that your ideal client needs to have going into your program for your program to work for them. And if you don't know why it didn't work for this uh, this particular client, then you miss something. And if you don't know the answer to why it didn't work, then you'll miss it again in the future. You're sacrificing a lot when you scale this way without consideration of whether or not this particular business model is the right framework to help you truly enact your your purpose, to actually help you in this mission that you are on to implement whatever change it is you feel compelled to implement in your industry, in your community, in in your country, in the world. If you are not careful, you will you know, put structures and processes and systems around your business that are out of alignment. And when your business is part of your purpose, when your business is part of your higher calling, you cannot operate out of alignment. It will not work. Something will be off. Maybe profit, maybe you'll have profit, but you won't be happy. You won't be satisfied. You're not getting the types of results that you want. Or you'll have no profit and you still won't be happy or satisfied or getting the results that you want. 
So that that's really largely that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. What are you sacrificing when you scale? And really what what I mean is what are you sacrificing when you scale in this particular way or when you sac- when you scale in a way that's out of alignment, in a way that doesn't feel right. And so that is the question I really want to put in your mind because everybody's always talking about it. How are you going to scale? What is this? What are you going to do? Whatever. And you have to take it as it comes and respect where you are in your journey and do not get ahead of yourself. Do not set up systems that are well beyond whatever it is that you need to be concerned with. If you have five clients right now, plan for when you have 10 or 15 clients. You don't need to plan for when you have 50 because your growth needs to come at a healthy pace. It is possible to grow too quickly. And I actually did a very early podcast episode on that way a long time ago. You know, is it possible to grow too quickly? The answer is yes. And you don't want it to break your business. All right. So I hope you got something out of this. If you did, send me a DM, comment wherever you found this episode and share it. If you've got somebody who's looking at scaling right now, share it with them. And again, I'd love to hear your feedback and I will talk to you again next time. for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.